in a small apartment in western New York. Four girls gather together to discuss movies, TV shows, and the women that make them great. In this great hall of discussion, one thing is for certain, at least one of us is drinking a LaCroix. Oh, hi guys! Welcome to this month's episode. Maggie is not on Valium. She's oh, just tired. I'm very tired. Um, guys, welcome to this month's episode of Girls Who Geek. I just want you to know that it's 7 p.m. right now at the time of this recording, and I'm drinking coffee, and I have not drank coffee this late in the day since I was probably in college, which was a long time ago. You're welcome. Thank you. And I'm not even halfway through the first cup, and I, I'm not, like, sitting here like, I'm drinking, I'm, that's why I feel this way. I feel this way all the time of just not really <laughs> knowing what's going on, but I'm more, like, anticipating going completely insane in about 30 minutes when this hits me. So I don't really know if, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think just like me anticipating completely going ballistic is actually going to be worse <laughs> than what actually happens. So, okay, anyways. You're overthinking it. I'm overthinking it and I'm over-talking it because I keep getting, seem to be getting louder. Me too. I don't know what's happening. Me too. It's really weird. Okay, oh. anyways. Hi guys. Welcome to this month's episode of Girls Who Geek. I'm Maggie, and as always, I'm here with Sammy B. Hello. And Shame. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, this month, are talking about what literally everybody else in the world is talking about, which is Captain Marvel. Obviously, that came out last week, um, last Thursday, to be precise. And um, obviously, the Geekiverse did a spoiler cast about um, the movie, which is just like a straight-up spoiler like review so um oh is that what that means that is what that means <laughs> we that talk about is all what of the that means um that we liked and dis- actually i was in this one so i already talked about all the things i liked and disliked about this movie we're gonna do it again but it's gonna be different <laughs> it'll be different we're gonna talk about you know why it's different because this is girls who geek it is girls who geek um, also we're gonna talk about captain marvel's place in the mcu Yes. And the whole overall We're going to talk about everything. And, like, what the MCU is now, what we expect it to be in the future with the context of knowing what happens in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, So, obviously, this movie has done phenomenal. Um, It was, like, the number one, like, female-helmed action movie premiere, like, ever or something like that. It, like, Which the, is insane considering it's uh, Wonder Woman. It's Right. Well, and it's also insane because of all the, what do they call them, like the trolls who were trying to yeah. give it bad reviews. Right. And I, I actually, I brought that up before, um, that Wonder Woman, why didn't it beat Captain Marvel? Because it was so, like, anticipated and everyone wanted Wonder Woman so much. But um, Jeff Pav actually told me that it was probably because Wonder Woman did not release in a lot of countries. There were a ton of countries that did not show it. Yeah. And <laughs> which um, that did show. And Captain to be Marvel. honest, I actually wasn't... I only went and saw Captain Marvel, as horrible as it sounds, is because I knew it led into Endgame. Yeah. And I needed I to like know. like with Marvel, if you want to know... Like, if you want to see any of the movies, you have to see them all so you know what's going on so that you're up oh, on the Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, sure. I think also that just shows the, the power that Marvel has compared mm-hmm. to, like, the box office draw Marvel has over um, DC. Oh, absolutely. Because DC has been overwhelmingly... Ov- the major- 
pretty much just like disappointing over yeah. the last yeah. several years, like more often than not. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marvel's been the complete opposite. Um, specifically, Captain Marvel made four hundred fifty-six million dollars in its first weekend. Um, wow. That's just. An Did any of you guys see it twice? No. I haven't seen it again. I'm I'm okay. thinking about it um, just because I want to like pay attention. Yeah, um, I did. You saw it twice. Yeah, I saw nice. it twice. Yeah. Did you notice a lot of things that you didn't notice the first time? I no. Oh really... yes, I saw like there was yes, like there was a lot of things that I noticed. Like we were talking about like the music, mm-hmm. a lot of that different like aspects of things, and I started like questioning different things. Like I I started really paying attention. I mm-hmm. guess you should say. It's the 39th biggest comic book superhero movie of all time. It's already beat Thor. It's already yeah. beat Winter yes, Soldier. Keep in mind, there are 22 Marvel War. movies. This is the 22nd movie, right? Oh, wait, no, it didn't beat Civil War. Really? Right. It's, right. um, it's, the they're tracking it, and the way, this is according to Forbes, um, they're expecting it to end up somewhere between Civil War and Black Panther. Wow. Um, kind of around that, like, one to one point four billion dollar mark. Eighteenth biggest opening weekend of all time. Wow. Um and the ninth biggest comic book superhero debut of all time. Um so that means it's right behind like the ones that it's behind are like Dark Knight, Black Panther, Infinity War, um <laughs> It's it's I'm just going through all these the six biggest domestic debut for a female led movie that's what I was coming up with um yeah like it's before Twilight which honestly if you think about it is a pretty big deal yeah um, just ahead of Hunger popular. Games um just behind Rogue One so um yeah this is interesting fourth biggest superhero launch ever in china fourth biggest domestic opening for a samuel l jackson movie (laughs) (laughs) that's a big deal when you're in you know every movie yeah that is um fourth biggest pre-summer debut ever because the summer movie market is like a completely different beast so they can like judge this aside fourth biggest or third biggest domestic debut for a non-sequel i'm not going to get into why it's fourth or third because that looks complicated biggest imax Global launch for a non-sequel, biggest opening weekend for a female-directed feature, because this was directed by Petty. Um, oh, wait, no, Petty Jenkins directed Wonder Woman. Um, Anna Bowden. Oh, wait. Yes, Anna Bowden directed this. They're saying that it is a possibility that because of Frozen 2 opening and Jennifer Lee is directing that, that she could possibly surpass that milestone. Yeah. Because yeah. that's really highly that's anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just reading all these because there's so many. Biggest domestic debut for a female-led comic book superhero movie, which honestly there's not a lot of competition. Yeah. Biggest worldwide debut for a female-fronted movie, like, period. Whoa. Biggest? That's crazy. Wait. Biggest opening move weekend movie for a movie starring a cat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes! That's, That's so fun. fantastic. Um, starring a cat. Yeah, so obviously it did extremely well. Um, which is interesting because I, it's not like this, she was already, it, okay, so like when you think about like if this Black Widow movie actually happens, which it sounds like, it sounds like it's going to. Yeah, it yes. sounds like they're going, yeah. I'm not going to be surprised if that does extremely well because we already know Black Widow and we want to know more. Right. This is 
totally We don't know anything ground. about Captain Marvel. They've never talked about her. They've yep. never really alluded to her. Mm-hmm. Although there's some things that now I'm like, okay, that's what they were talking about. Yeah. That's like what... Yep. But it would only be Fury. Like, nobody else would know. when that happens, too. When you, like, you've seen all these other movies and there were little things that you didn't really get, but now yeah. they all click yeah. because of one movie. But, like, that, that much anticipation. But I think also, and I think it's like what you said, Sammy, like, Endgame is coming and we need to know... We need to know what her role is. Yeah, role because is they're releasing it. an origin story for a completely, completely new person. Because yep. it's not like she's like introduced into the Avengers and then like a couple of years down the line we get her origin story. Right. Like, you know, and then we like we go back. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, we oh. haven't had a so like other than Black Panther, we haven't really had like a solo Avengers movie in a while, and she's a brand new, spanking new person, and it's being put out what a month ahead of the end of this age of the Avengers. Like this is like yeah. a lot. <laughs> it's so huge. It's really, really interesting, especially when you consider the fact that the events of this movie took place before even the first Iron Man. So it's interesting. Which we'll 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 get into the whole timeline and all that stuff and the reasons why it was made and released when it was and. Um, my theories on that that I think have less to do with story and more to do with money. But anyways, just overall, what are your, this terrible grammar, your guys's, (laughs) but I never know what else to say, um, general, like just your general reactions to the movie. Now, you know, obviously we didn't just go see this, you know, two hours ago. It's been a few days for most of us. So like, what do we think? How do you feel now that you've had some time to sit with it? Sammy, you saw it twice. Yeah, I saw it twice. I, like what I was saying in the beginning is I didn't have any interest in seeing Captain Marvel. Like, if it was a standalone movie and it had nothing to do with Endgame, I probably, I might have gone and seen it, but I wasn't, like, I need to see to this movie. See yeah, I was like, oh, no. See, that's I, how I was with Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which is weird, but that's how I was. Well, that's how I that. was for Ant-Man and the, like, yeah. any of the Ant-Man movies. I was just yeah, like, whatever. Yeah, I literally I, just watched Ant-Man and the Wasp, Wasp, like, last yeah. week. And I actually really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, no, I loved it. But, I love all of their movies. There is mm-hmm. not a Marvel movie I do not love. Me too. I mean, except for the Hulk. I don't count that one. But anyways. Um, I'm still disappointed that they're not going to make one with Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, I know. I, um, I went in with really low expectations mm-hmm. and was blown away. I mean, I had, like, some expectations. It's Marvel. You yeah, have yeah. to. It's got to be good, right? <laughs> and I, I was trying to feel, like, where Brie Larson, where Captain Marvel would be in the Marvel Universe. Like, where she would fit yeah. in the Avengers as far as, like, her leadership. Because her, they're saying that she's going to be the new face of the MCU. Right. And she just she, came out If something, nowhere. if we know it's going to happen, we know Cap, we know Tony, yeah. they're going to be retiring. Who's going to be the new leader? Brie Larson's gonna have to step up to the plate, right? And this shows how she's going to fit into that role. Yeah. And I loved, I loved the movie. I really did. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I saw it twice. Yeah. Um. And I, I love the pacing of it. I loved that it was an origin story, but not an origin story. The fact that they yeah. used the or like her, um, you know, spliced together mind. Mm-hmm. They used it as a tool to see into her past to learn about where she started. But it wasn't like, yeah. you know, like the, 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 the Batman. They didn't start from the, the parents died. They're telling died. the story yeah. through flashes yeah. of memory where yep. they don't have these long sequences of her past. It yeah. was flashes, but you were able to piece together her past. Yeah. The same, you're you're piecing together her past while she, while she is doing it. Together, yes. Which right. You're learning together. Really interesting. It worked out very well. Yeah. And I, I, and I think that was 
like out of all we've seen so many origin stories yeah. in the MCU so this one was very refreshing because they yeah. didn't have a lot of time if you think about it to fit like Iron Man had like, three movies right. to get his origin story Cap had two movies to get his origin story all together mm-hmm. Captain Marvel has one movie mm-hmm. and literally a month later Endgame is coming out so right. they didn't have a lot of time to try and put this together in order to get a solid foundation of who she was but they did right. they really did and they did it in one movie and it was it was incredibly well done right mm-hmm. I concur agreed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all laughed like that was the best joke yeah. no it was nope. a good joke it was a good one no I do agree with a lot of what Sam said um Overall, I thought it was really good. I didn't do any research before going to see it because I did kind of want to go in as a blank slate. And I did the same. Right, yeah. and I was not disappointed. I mean, knowing knowing things before... Oh, he's barking. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Oh, well. You're always very concerned about the barking. Like yeah, there it's okay. Like there is barking in all of the other podcasts. That's true. We have a lot of we have a lot of barkers. You can shut the door. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Sammy's gonna shut the door. Jamie, you can keep talking. <laughs> Definitely lost my train of thought. You went in as a blank slate. Uh, yes. Okay. So I didn't like read anything. I didn't. I, okay. I am a person who likes to be prepared. I like to like if there is a prequel, I like to read it or watch it or whatever. Yeah. Before going in, but I really just wanted to like absorb this movie as it was and I very much enjoyed it and I feel like it was the right way for me to experience it yeah um yeah yeah I mean I I don't read I've never read the com any any comic books uh, ever in my life so I always go into these movies completely blank and knowing I don't I think it it works out better that way because it's so much like you know how like you read a book before you go see a movie and then you're always like picking the movie Mm -hmm. apart like that's not how this happened that's not how this happened and then that's pretty much what ruined the Harry Potter movies for me is because I read the books first but I grew up with the books, so it well, was bound to happen. I feel like when they make these movies, they know that the majority... Of, it's like Harry Potter, 80s. See, I actually found the, the movies, for the most part, to be pretty... As close as they can make a two-and-a-half-hour movie right. Right. fit into a book that's so huge. I I thought that they did a pretty good job with that. But like I think with the Marvel movies, they know that 95% of their audiences are reading the comics. Yeah, that's Or true. they've only read a couple. Because when the comics have been out since the 40s... You know, yeah, they know that. So I, but I, I don't, didn't, I don't, I never know anything about who these people are. Yeah. Except, okay, but usually we'll have a backstory from like a previous movie or whatever, right? Or at least we've seen we've these characters. Nothing. This time it was not. Well, Nick Fury. That's why I kept calling that her Captain connection. Planet. Captain Do you remember? Planet. Like I just kept calling her Captain yeah. Planet. So my expectations of the movie weren't necessarily super high. They weren't super low, but they weren't necessarily yeah. super high. My expectations of Brie Larson were astronomically high because I think that she's one of the most talented actresses that we have right now. I adore opinion. her. Um, mm-hmm. Have you seen Room? Mm-mm. Do you want to have your heart ripped out of your chest? No. That's one of like the best performances I've ever seen. my favorite activity. So but... I, I, I'll <laughs> give you... I'm not going to tell you what happens, but it's about a, a woman who is abducted, um, and, like, it's it's basically, like, a conglomeration of a lot of those abduction stories, like, those women that were, tra- like, or, like, Elizabeth Smart, or, like, um, J.C. Dugard, that's what I'm trying to come up with. Some of them was kidnapped for, and kept for a long time. Um, but it's not, it's, like, that idea, but not her story. Mm-hmm. So, 
she's kept in a room by a man. Like, she's kidnapped, and then, like, the movie picks up after she's already been there for, like, five or six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and having never left this room that he puts her in. And you... And I'm not spoiling anything, because you find this out immediately. She has a son in there that's, oh. like, fathered by this guy. Mm-hmm. That that son has never been outside of that room. So she builds this reality for her kid that that's, this is the whole world. Because she oh. doesn't know how else to... Because she's thinking we're never going to get out of here. And But then the story is like and you you see in the trailer that they escape so i'm not spoiling anything again but it's it's the movie is kind of in two it's like their time there and then their time after yeah but it's really like the story of their relationship uh-huh. and it's so good and she's so unbelievable and then the kid that's in the movie is unbelievable too and it's so cute because like that award season they were at everything together yeah and he's very very young and but like his parents are with him on the red carpet but then like her there too so whatever i came with really high expectations because she's just like so amazing and she won an oscar for that movie um and i was very i was like but i don't know she's like an independent film actress she's not like a scarlett johansson who is a phenomenal actress but also has a lot of like action film carrying like these big budget movies because it's a totally different beast and i was so just like filled with joy with all of her choices because she made that character her own in this really great there was just so many moments that i was like that was just like such an interesting choice for you to play that that way yeah especially considering some of the dialogue i was like "Mm, that was so bad like some of the writing i was like really people don't talk that way yeah but she did like the best she could with what i thought was some writing that was like kind of lacking but yeah she was so great and it made me i just found like such joy in her performance that i honestly anything else about the movie that i was kind of annoyed with was i was like whatever like now we know what we can expect from her in the future. Um, so I really enjoy the movie. Part of me kind of does want to go see it again. It takes a lot for me to go to the movies. I love going to the movies, but it's so expensive now. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. like Jeff and I have another gift card, and we're saving it for Endgame. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Maybe I will or go see like a matinee or something. Um, but no, I overall, I really did enjoy it um i was so happy that they did cast brie larson like she became the role like when as soon as they casted her like chris yeah. evans was like yes yeah like, i love her and they worked mm-hmm. together on scott pilgrim together mm-hmm. and i think that's where they <laughs> met i think yeah. and um like and then she starred in kong with mm-hmm. loki oh, with right. tom hiddleston she's been in so many she was in 21 yeah. jump street yep which i she yeah. was so great it's in so that too. Weird that I never knew who she was before this movie because I've seen a lot of the movies mentioned. That she's in, yeah. She's but she's always been like the secondary yeah, she character. Yeah, absolutely. Then she did Room, which was an independent movie, but then it was released like wide release a couple years later, and then it was all over the place, and she won an Oscar, and then everyone was right. like, "Oh, that's who this is." And then she's been getting more publicity. She's been yeah. a lot of yeah. things. She's yeah. Yeah. no, she she's is really good. So good. <laughs> she's also in. Um, I saw. I couldn't believe it. I was watching The League. Mm-hmm. And she was in there, and yeah. I was like, "What are you doing she's, here?" Yeah, she's in like random TV shows too. Yeah, um, I kind of want to like look too because I there was something else that I but saw her, it and I was like, "I've seen that." 
But yet again, Marvel's strike, like, Marvel hits a home run with their casting because yeah. she was perfect for Captain Marvel. I wonder Marvel. what their screening process is because it must be, like, intense <laughs> for them to find people. Did you hear so about Tom Holland's, like, role. screening, like, his, like, his audition? They were like, okay, well, like, he was reading the, the, like, the script and it was, like, flips on, like, the, the Spider Man was flipping and he's like, he, I think he asked him, he's like, should I flip out there and, like, read my lines? And they're like, do whatever you want to do, kid. So he flips out onto their, like, auditioning stage. And they're like, yeah, we uh, we found him. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. That's amazing. Yeah. That's um, so funny. But uh, I love, and I love that she got into character because she started reading the comics of Captain Marvel immediately yeah that's like, fantastic i feel like that's the way to do well, it she's yeah doing and her, that's what um research yeah. and that's what um uh cumberbund did really uh, yeah he started reading the doctor strange mm-hmm. uh comics that's a great way to get i don't even have to say his name you know who it is I saw, oh shoot what was the meme that i saw oh it was um <laughs> oh hold on it just hit me that you said cumberbund not cumberbatch yeah <laughs> there was it was a picture of like a bag of like it was like butternut crinkle cuts, <laughs> yes. and then the thing says, "Ain't yes. that the guy that played Doctor Strange?" <laughs> yes. And I was like, Man. "That's funny." I also saw, I saw the meme that said it that was like it doesn't squash like fries. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. oh my yep. god, it was so funny. Oh, it's great. So I think the general consensus is we liked it. Oh yeah, absolutely. My, I think the person that actually stole the show was Goose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who is not a person? (laughs) He was just not a darn cat. All right, but my question about the cat is that he was in one of her flashbacks. Yes. So how long has he been around? And what? Mar. It sounds like Marvel had him. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Oh, yeah, that Marvel said that was her cat. Okay. He, uh, and actually... just, like, hung around the, the base with that. And watching it a second missed. time, it, it shows, um, uh, it shows Carol, and she's out, like, going to test flight one of the mm-hmm. things. It's when she's talking to Marvel, yeah. and they're trying to, like, they're like, wait, go back, and they're, like, trying to see what she's yeah. doing. Um, Goose rubs up against her right. leg, exactly. and Marvel says, oh, she doesn't usually like take to people oh yeah and she okay. says she so goose is a girl interesting but interesting. i think goose is a boy and i keep but calling also, it a he yeah. but it's the... also it's a flarkin flarkin i think yes. that's what they called it yeah. which mm-hmm. is not even a cat so we don't even know if it has a sex it's but whatever like, yeah doesn't matter it's a flarkin well it's <laughs> a boy and that's the easiest way to gauge it yeah i know yeah. um but yeah that was uh in- it was marvell's cat Okay, yeah. it makes a lot of it sense. It had to have been that she just, like, brought it with her. And then yeah. I'm, I'm sure Marvel's cat just kind of just stayed... How else would there be a Flarkin, honestly? I don't know. The Flarkin probably had no idea where to go. Right. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean... It was like, I'll just stay here. Thank if you. Marvel was gone, who... I think one of the most hilarious go? parts of that movie was um, the Kree, like, looking at the different species, and it was like, species, Flarkin... It was like danger, high, and Sam Jackson's like, what? And it's like species, male, <laughs> human male, like it was danger, low. Well, and he's like, I think that thing's busted. And then they put the mask on the cat, and it's like that's not Hannibal Lecter, it's yeah. a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie had so it much Samuel Jackson, it made me so. You know what happy. cracked me up though? Like the fact that he just kept not believing it could be something other than a cat, even though he's seeing all these alien races he had never seen before. Right? Like, Listen, 
Nick. Like, can we talk about how amazing the makeup? And prosthetics were for this movie. Mm-hmm. Although Not, was it, or were they all just in those stupid green suits? I don't yeah. know, but it looked really good because yeah. the um, CGI for Infinity War for those creatures that fought Tony—they mm. fought all of them—looked mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah. And this time around, they were definitely in makeup, which thank God because honestly, it makes such a difference. They actually—did really you know that they used CG on Sam Jackson to make him look younger? Of course. Did you see him? <laughs> no, I mean, like, I get. I thought it was just really good makeup. I didn't know oh, that they actually, like, no, used... No, him and... Coulson. And Coulson. Honestly. Coulson looked a little fake. He feel it, yeah. Coulson looked a little fake, but, but Sam Jackson... But Jackson looked... has looked the same age for the last, like, 20 years. Yeah, so it's true. He's given him, like, a wig, like, a, like I a guess skull cap and a wig thing, and he yeah. probably would have looked way younger, because he wouldn't be bald. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, the CGI was definitely way better. Like, the, their weapons... It all there was a lot of like things like visually that I was like this is so good beautiful so good at the beautiful. end when she like corkscrews her way through the one like yeah. ship mm-hmm. that blew my face off. Can, uh, can we just talk about for and I know I keep jumping around but the fact that they actually brought Ronan back. Oh my god! I was uh, like that's the first. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know what's really funny and I'm gonna say before we well we'll we'll. We'll dive into this and then then we'll take a break because we already started it. But yeah. I literally, I'm so glad you said that because that's been bothering me for so long that I'm like, I know who this is. Yeah. Why can't I remember right. it? I was like yeah. freaking out because, well, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It was my favorite. It was the one movie when it, when they showed the previews, I was like, well, that looks like complete trash. Yeah. Like, oh, really? <laughs> I thought it looked so stupid and so I was, the I was so like, dumb. that looks hilarious. I am in it for the well, comedy. they wanted it to be like their B movie. Yeah, that's kind of funny. And it became happen. their A movie. It was. But okay, um, I have to say, I at first did not. Think... All of the guardians got snapped. True. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Every okay. single one of them. I did not think at first that Ronan was played by Lee Pace because he did not look the same at all. He did not. And no. I love Lee Pace. My husband so much. leans over and he goes. Someone didn't work out for Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like someone let themselves go, oh. and um, I was like, "That's mean." <laughs> like, but um, did, that did not cross my mind. But also, like, probably yeah. because his makeup was all blue and there wasn't like as much black as because he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't ruled as a zealot yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I Pretty did. Zealot. Yeah. But the we thing is, is heat down. we have a heat yep. space heater yep. here because I was just so turn it cold. off, Jamie. And now I'm a fat, and I'm yeah. very high maintenance. I was freezing. I needed coffee. I needed Girl Scout yeah. cookies. And I needed a space heater. And now I'm like, turn off the heat. So high I'm done with this coffee, but I'm not <laughs> done with the cookies. <laughs> um, but I did like because you see how everything is kind of grouped together. The Kree we find out is from Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy One. Like you see, like these different cultures, mm-hmm. and it also like it. It does start with Thor because. I was gonna say, yeah. My question is so. Okay. You know what? We should take a break before yeah, I, before I was going to say, I okay, why don't okay. we talk about the timeline and how everything fits in after this break? Because yeah, I was okay. about to topple off a cliff and then I would not be able to stop yeah. rolling down. So yeah, we're going to have to. We're going to take a that. break. We're going to take a breather because um, there's clearly a lot more to unpack than I Oh, <laughs> absolutely. There, yeah. I can talk for days about this movie. <laughs> All right. Well, hang with us and we will be right back. <laughs> Hey there, podcast listener. Do you like old stuff? VHS, vinyl, classic films, old commercials, NES, Atari 2600, ColecoVision, at all, and so on and so on and so on? Of course you do, and you like hearing from folks who are passionate about these topics. And the podcast featuring both of these things is the Memory Machine Podcast on the Geekiverse Media Network. 
Every other Wednesday, host Nate Lockhart, that's me, and two guests pick a fun retro topic, talk history, and share their recollections. So subscribe to the Gigaverse podcast feed on iTunes, check out the SoundCloud page under It's a Thing Media, or go to MemoryMachinePod.com today. That was a good break. I feel very... Rejuvenated? Invigorated. I also like that... I'm going to get home just as late as I always do. Yep, pretty much. No, it's only 7.45. We yeah, usually don't end up starting until like 8.30. 8.30, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, so we were talking about, we were about to jump into like the timeline of yes. Captain Marvel and where everything fits in. And yep. Sammy, you were about to like go into something. Okay, so Captain Roman? Marvel, I know we were going to talk about that, but we'll okay. talk about this for now. Uh, so Captain Marvel um, takes place in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, 95. Yeah, 95 because it ha- everything happened six years after, I think it was like 89. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And oh, sorry. Yeah, what the heck, Maggie? Sorry, sorry, heck? sorry. Yeah. Um, which was nice. Like, her falling into a blockbuster was know, probably the most so iconic that. thing that in the... So and, like, her being, like, f- spooked by the cardboard cutout yes. of... I don't even remember who it was. Um, but that was great. And her just, like... And I love her, like, just her attitude. She comes up, knocks on the door to the security guard. Are you the security guard for this this region? This sector? Yeah, this sector. Yeah, that was funny. And... <laughs> She's and like it to her. She's just like, yeah. Um, I'm from um Kree Starfleet. Like, uh, you know what's so funny? Yeah. So is casual. How yeah. Every planet in every sci-fi movie other than Earth is aware of interplanetary travel, except Earth. Like that. It's yeah. always like that. Which there's is never, funny because there's never another planet that's like what? Like yeah. everyone's aware and they all travel except for Earth. Which is really funny because Marvel was developing lights travel on earth right but whatever okay uh so it happens in the 90s 95 to be exact which maggie had said and the reason i know that is because they say that she crashed in 89 that it was six years later six years later yeah so math yes (laughs) very good thank you that because i was born in 89 and i was like "Mm, i would have been fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but depending on when in 95. And uh, so in this timeline, you have a very young Nick Fury, mm-hmm. a very young Coulson, who's actually just started he's at... He's brand new. He's I brand love, new to S.H.I.E.L.D. new guy, which I is love like that. so cute. And he yeah. took a leap of faith on Nick Fury and... Yep. Yeah, whatever. We're well, that's Carol. why he was like right yeah. away. He was like, "You're gonna be the guy," because we are. So good. Th- we are. We both know that this world that we operate in is not always gonna be black and white. Mm-hmm. And he, right there, that was their alliance. Yeah, just that I moment. That. I yeah. loved that. And it carries through for so long. I felt like that was actually so. And important. they are two of my favorites in all yeah. of Marvel. Well, they're like the constant. Right. Yeah. Of like the the human reality mm-hmm. they're the bridge between like yeah. the avengers and humanity they're the mm-hmm. ones that are constantly keeping them in check yeah and that's just like so cool <laughs> there is a ton of um like oh, um i was going to go into like the elements of this movie but yeah. uh there's a ton of elements um Get that i uh, noticed <laughs> that were very similar to star wars um, the mm-hmm. first thing that popped out on me the second time watching it was when Carol wakes up, or Ver- Veers, when Ooh. Veers wakes up on Cree, and it shows, like, this spaceship just flying by. It was so much like Coruscant 
from. I thought the same thing. I was just like, huh, it's like Coruscant, and then of like a like a big like metropolis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, public yeah. transportation. Yeah. Like I thought the same thing. That was really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Good um, observation. And by, by, by us, yes, by, yes. No, but it was nice us. because like they bring up these civilizations which you don't really realize until you've watched all the Marvel movies, and like they mention the Kree, and the first time they ever mention the Kree is in Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought about that immediately, and oh I was gosh. like, wait a second, the Kree. I know there's something wrong with them. Like there's something yeah. not quite right, and I was suspicious because right, I was like, because... they're the bad guys because they are. Because Ronan is a Kree, and he was the bad guy in Guardians, and I right. was like. Okay, and I'm like trying to remember. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, so that's like a yeah. hint right there. Yeah, exactly. So although, okay, someone said this. Pop said this in our spoiler cast. All of one race is never going to be bad, and all of one race is never going to be oh, good. Oh, absolutely. So like, they totally could have been throwing yeah. us a curveball there, but yeah. at the same time, it still gives you a little inkling because they were bad. Yeah. In Guardians. And seeing Ronan and seeing that he hasn't been a complete zealot yet mm. makes me wonder how he gets to be that point. And at the end of the movie, he even says we're going to be coming back for the weapon. And he's like, he, they're like, what did he say? Oh, the Tesseract? And he's, he's like, like no, no, the woman. I also mm-hmm. loved that he said woman and not girl. Oh, me I too. I was actually sitting there waiting for him to say girl and, like, not actually be bothered by it because ultimately I don't read into that kind of stuff. Yeah, too same, much. Right. same. But same. when he said woman, I was like, wow, oh. I really thought he was going to say girl. And he didn't because she would be a woman. Yeah. And she'd have to be because she was a grown adult because she was in the Air Force. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. like, they usually would say girl. Yeah, exactly. Right. They would say man. Yeah. Right. Or a girl. Yeah. The only child in this whole thing right now is Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he is under 18. That's, but anyways, yeah, I accurate. just, that was interesting that I, I saw that. And I was like, this is a good choice. Um, but I, when he said that, I was like, how do they know she's a woman? She's so far away. Like, that, Well, no, that you have like to that remember person. that Ronan knew Jude Law's character, which means that he knows who Carol uh, is. Yeah, because they were like they were his little group. They were part of the Alliance. That's true. Yeah. So, and then I went back after watching Captain Marvel because I needed to know what happened to the Kree mm-hmm. because there's such a huge time space between Captain Marvel and Guardians and all the things that are happening in Guardians because Ronan wants to kill Xandar, yeah. which is something completely different. It's a completely different civilization. And I was like, so what did these guys do mm-hmm. that Carol didn't do? Because I, I'm missing, there's something, there's like a missing link, yeah. and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to probably be like Captain Marvel 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we know that she's probably going to get another movie. Because mm-hmm. she says to Jude Law's character that she's coming back to the Kree civilization, and she's taking up the Supreme Leader. Like, yeah. the, like she's, she's like, she's I'm like, ending tell it. tell them I'm coming. Yeah, I'm coming, I'm going to end it. Yeah. And, like, that, that's probably what spurs on Ronan mm-hmm. to hook up with Thanos. Yeah. And that's the like missing link that I'm waiting for for some of for the the Marvel movies. Um another element that I saw was when we were watching the dogfight between Rambo it's Maria Rambo, right? That's yeah. her friend's name. Which by the way, I loved the very strong female presence in this movie. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's going to No, but I loved yeah. it and there was no love interest. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I yeah. thought about that I was during like, the movie. Literally, there's no place for it, and it would have been dumb. I honestly thought Jude Law's character was going to be like, yeah. yeah. After like a, literally after like a few scenes with him, I was like, that's not where, that's not the direction. This yeah, is that's going. not where it's going. Thank okay, God. Yeah. 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 
Um, it seemed like it at first, but I, yeah, no, I actually thought but that... But isn't that crazy that that's where our brains automatically go? Yes, during the movie, I actually thought, like, hey, there wasn't, like, a man for her to fall in love with. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's like, refreshing. It's interesting, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's not what this There's was about. There's always a love interest. Also, she's mm-hmm. literally had her brain completely flipped upside down oh, and yeah. inside out. There would be yeah. no way that she could, like, possibly... Mm-hmm. even like attempt to have any kind of anything yeah <laughs> it was it was interesting because the she i feel like a lot of times when a movie is trying to make a i i guess to for lack of a better phrase trying to make a point with a, a female they do it by making all the male characters completely and insufferably stupid because they they feel like they have to and i really felt like they didn't do that here no. yeah they, everybody was no, like everyone equal. was competent yeah. everyone was like the peers. chemistry mm-hmm. between everyone was so good it was like, like everything fit together palpable. so well yeah yeah i really they they balanced that really 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 nicely i mean yeah. again some of the dialogue i was like i get it she's a woman i get it like <laughs> yeah. you want to beat me over the head with it but for the most part, the character development was really good. It helps, too, that, like, um, you know, like, um, Fury, he's had many, many years to develop this character, so in his brain, he would just have to kind of, like, backtrack yeah. Yeah. a little bit. It wasn't a completely brand new character. It was really cool um, to see I like seeing so much of him. To see him not know anything of this world was so And cool. be discovering it. And oh my gosh. I think it's also great that he and wasn't... And so on board with because, it, by the way. And he, was, and he didn't seem jaded like he does in a lot no. of the Avengers movies. Well, like, you know because, what I mean? Like, he's like kind of with, withdrawn. Like Yeah. Well, he's yeah. like hardened and seen yes, so much. exactly. And none of them ever understood why he was that right. way. Right. Yeah. And the first time we saw him, he was the one like telling everyone like hey yeah. you're gonna be part of my superhero group like it seemed like he just knew everything and he was introducing everyone into this world yeah and it was just i'm like, actually i'm him introduced yeah. into the world yes exactly. i'm wondering because like you know how he's like kind of jaded by the time he's starting to make the avengers mm-hmm. i'm wondering how he gets to that point because he seems like he's so on board to make this a thing maybe it's stark honestly maybe it's tony that makes him kind of just like yeah. Ooh, maybe I'm not doing the right thing. You I know? can see that for sure. You know what? Because he doesn't I didn't play think well about before now. He names the Avengers Initiative after in her. '95. Yeah. But like, doesn't start it until Tony Stark. When is that? 2001. Okay, so that's only six, six years. years. It just seemed like a lot bigger gap. But yeah, also it was her nickname that was on like her airplane. So it was like mm-hmm. that was cute. That's the whole reason I they're called it. that. Yeah. I want to know why she was called the Avenger. Oh, yeah. I don't know. One thing I was thinking about... What? You're eating. <laughs> yeah, I am eating. <laughs> it's funny. A I Samoa. don't know. Oh, wait, they can't call them Samoas anymore, right? Yeah, they can. They're called no. delights. Yeah, you can't call no, them. No, I read... I googled this because I was like, isn't that a thing that someone said it was offensive? But it's not. Caramel delights and Samoas are actually two different, like, manufacturers. They're oh. just, like, different cookies. Okay. The same but why would it be offensive because there's coconuts what? on no. the islands it, that right? Samoas are the coconut. Oh, cookies, I though. don't know. Yeah, they are. I but stop before I get myself. Yeah. The ones I have are I literally bought <laughs> the same cookies and they are called Samoas. So. Oh. I yeah, don't I don't know. know. Anyways, yeah, whatever. Um, what I was trying to figure out, and I feel like I actually kind of just answered this, but I'm gonna ask you it anyways. Why didn't he call? Now, knowing that she existed, and knowing that he could reach her, 
She said only an emergency. <laughs> was the first incident not an emergency? That's, I thought that too. Okay, when the so sky opened let's, up and they were seeing all this for the first let's time. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Disney didn't have the budget to make. I'm. I don't think adding in Captain Marvel was ever part of their plans, honestly, because yeah. I feel like they would have added her in a long time ago. I wonder about that. Though. I think honestly, but also we could we could else. argue that. Because the incident happened over the course of, what, a day? Yeah. yeah. She would not have gotten back in time. And also, wherever the heck she I is. I think there was a part of Nick Fury that was like... She's the secret weapon, we'll save her for later. And yeah. also, like, I want to see what they can do. Well, yeah, the whole yeah. part of the first Avengers movie was actually making them a team. True. So that when they handled that first situation, then then when Ultron came around, he was like, all right, well, if they handle that, they can handle well, this. Well, Ultron was their fault. What well, was Tony's fault? Right. But so. then now it's like when it got to the point, I, for some reason, he had to have known and had an inkling that, because, like, you know, you see him at the end of Endgame. He's obviously not with them in Wakanda. You mean Infinity. I'm sorry, Infinity yeah. Warrior. Yeah, he's not with him in Wakanda. He know they know something is up and that something is different even before the cars and the planes start crashing. They know yeah. something's wrong. They're talking like they know there's something mm-hmm. weird is up and not normal. Yeah. And then when he starts to see all that and that there's nobody in these planes and cars, there's something in him that was like, I don't know what's going on, but I haven't heard from anybody. Yeah. And something's different. Yeah. And then when he sees Maria start to yeah, whatever, evaporate. he's like, that's when he calls in. He was like, if there was ever an emergency, <laughs> now it's now. Is it. the- so how does he know that Captain Marvel isn't disintegrated? Because, you know, she's in, he was like, well, I think let's it's a, give it a shot. Honestly, she, it's a leap yeah. of faith. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Oh, my God. That after credit scene of... Uh, yes, them. I was of- really surprised that they actually showed her. Like, that was a very big, like, they're not even messing around. They're like, you know what? The movie's a month away. You know she's coming back. Yeah. Oh, man, pretty much. Was, I love I, that. And they had so, and you know many, what? The, so much star power. And you know what I actually love more than that? Scene. Yeah. I know that Cap was like the leader and you can kind of feel it, but it also felt that Black Widow was the leader too. Like she right. was like, you let me know the soon it, as soon as it comes on. Like she's taking well, charge she and she's... Well, she to kind of be like, somebody's got to keep their head together right yeah. now. Yeah. And like she just seems so They're all kind pissed. of leaders in their own way, but they had to yeah. like form a group, so... It's almost like she's like frustrated because they're waiting they have no idea like they're they're just lost she and captain america have always been able like they know each other very well and they have a very intimate relationship i think so i think she could see he's he's very upset yeah and so she's gotta be the one to she's gonna because i think his inability to stop thanos was I think he was hit personally by that so much harder yeah. than anybody else. And I think we all, because that, like, shot of him holding his fist back yep. and not being able to do anything about it, that yep. was very, very shocking. And I think that for him is a very, not really necessarily just, like, a blow to his ego, but, like, of the general oh, yeah. reality of, like, if he was I powerless. couldn't do that, yeah. we are so screwed. Yeah. And, yeah. um you know they're thinking of like all the mistakes they've made like leading up to that it was so powerful seeing how many people were missing it was like three million people and it had like one area of like the map Mm -hmm. and then it like pans around and it shows 
every single continent and the numbers just keep tallying up and keep going up and keep going up and keep going up and i and um he's like this is a nightmare yeah and uh scarlet's like i've had better nightmares nightmares. yeah yeah (laughs) i the and now we're gonna go off the kevin marvel but into just like the general the whole concept of the snap is it's so like bone chilling because like when I like went to see Infinity War, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, like big like battle, hurrah, like rush into it with our flags waving, like be super. Into- I just was not ex- expecting to be hit that hard with like the reality. You expect to lose like a hero and be very upset. I honestly am so many. still not hit with the reality, and I, was, I won't be hit with the reality I think it's until Endgame. It doesn't Endgame. feel permanent. It does not. It, it doesn't because you know they're all coming back. But it still was just such like a the concept of it was so wild, and then the movie just ended. And like you know when he said when she was like. You know, um, Gamora was like, oh, he can, like, he could wipe out half the population with, like, a snap of his fingers. And I'm like, oh, figure of speech. And And that's literally what he does. I was like, now, I don't know, like, was that him doing that actually what made it happen or just the thought and he just was, like, doing it? I don't know, but it's so wild. And, like, when I've, we, my husband and I recently watched Ant-Man and the Wasp because we were home and we were like, let's just, like, watch some of, like, the random Marvel movies that Mm -hmm. we haven't seen. And that one's on Netflix. So we watched that, and the after credit scene, scene. Yes. of that movie when they send so him into the microverse, yes. and then they come. I literally, because that movie happens in it's in such a vacuum. Yeah. That I literally, they come back, and then you see the dust, and I was like, Jeff oh, yeah. was like, the snap, and I'm like, the snap. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. everything. Comes it felt back like to it that. wasn't connected yeah. at all until that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And at that moment, I was like, how does he get out? Did he get himself out? Like. I hadn't seen... Because he literally took the deal after Ultron so that he could take care of his family and not be involved in all of that. I didn't see Ant-Man and the Wasp until after... Not Ultron, it was Civil War. He took the deal after Civil War because he helped. He's the one who fights. Yes, yeah, at the yeah, hangar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, he takes right. the deal and he's at house arrest mm-hmm. and he does all that stuff and then they clear his or he's off of house arrest. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then yeah, I was waiting for it the entire Ant Man and the Wasp. I'm like, when's the snap happening? When's the snap happening? Oh, I forgot about it. And then as soon as it like it was the end of credits and it showed that and he's and he's like, guys. Guys, and they're just gone. Yeah. I was like, I damn. Didn't, my okay, wait, heart dropped into my feet. I didn't see Ant-Man and the Wasp until after seeing previews of Endgame. So, obviously, we already knew he was out of the quantum realm. Yeah. But seeing him in it. Is Because I keep calling it the microverse. Yeah, no, it's the quantum realm. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it is. Microbrew. It is the, yeah. <laughs> the microbrew. It's the, <laughs> it's the microbrew of the universe. Yes. Uh, yes, the quantum realm. But, like, I was... Oh, man, I want to know how we got out. Obviously, they're going to address that, right? Do they, the, I, honestly, there, he's probably not even going to understand how he got out does himself. Does he just get himself because out? Is Scott like, Lang doesn't know how to do any of that science stuff. No. The people that knew how to do it yeah, got poofed. And they all three snapped. of them were gone. Were gone. Oh, so, I'm, I'm assuming... So, how does anybody even know he's there? They right. don't. They don't. That's why That's the Cap says, where is this footage coming from? Is this is this is this now? And Scarlet's like, yeah, this is the front door. And he's Wait, like, so it sounds like they knew he was missing. Yeah, they knew he was missing. They didn't know he was. They they thought he was probably snapped. They didn't oh. know he was in the quantum realm. Yeah. The experiments that Hank Pym, Pym was doing was probably not something that he was very secretive. Yes. They had no. They probably had no idea what was going on. Right. Um, okay. But 
I think that Scott probably just, it was dumb luck. He probably ended up getting out himself, yeah. you know? Or like probably a malfunction in the suit, he we'll, we'll find warps out. out of the quantum realm. Except that um, Hank Pym's wife was in there for like 20 years. 20 years, yeah. She couldn't get herself out. They had to go rescue her. Yeah. But he somehow just gets out. Well, she knows how to stabilize the quantum realm, which is why she was able to control mm. Scott, and they found her inside the quantum yeah, realm. So true. with her mind and Hank's and... Um, Evangeline Lilly, who I keep forgetting her name in the real movie. Yeah. Hank's daughter. Hank's daughter. Um, they were probably, I mean, she probably knew how to make a stable quantum realm so he wouldn't get lost, but right. he can't get warped back unless they pull him out. Yeah. So I honestly don't, they might address it like really like, he might be like, I'm, uh, and maybe Mark Ruffalo will be like, oh, so you blah, 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 blah. And yeah. He's going to be like, yeah, that's exactly what happened, vision, and then they're going to move on. This vision of, like, Endgame starting, because they're just, like, on a rooftop of a building somewhere, of Endgame starting with, like, a bunch of kids playing, and they stumble upon all this equipment, and one of them just starts hitting a whole bunch of buttons. That would be great. And then he just, like, comes okay. out, and then he's, that like... That sounds very much like... That actually probably will he, happen. Where, where are they? And he sees, like, the dust, and then he starts walking around, and it's like, this is weird, and yeah. then that triggers him... To going to, um, I know they won't. Where the rest of them are, yeah. and being like, "Where is everybody?" And do like, you this think that if they do that, do you think that Scott's I'll get money? I think no, so. Oh, that would be great. But do you think that <laughs> it Scott's daughter is still alive, or was she also snapped? Because oh. that would be heartbreaking. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it's a what about a fifty-fifty well, okay. shot? It what is, about Luis yes. though? <laughs> Luis needs to be there because he's gonna do all the like <laughs> what happened. That was yeah. so funny. She was like, "Oh, I'm all business. Look at my haircut." <laughs> yeah. I was dying. Oh my god, they were he's so one good. Of the great characters of the Ant Man. He's movie. so. His funny. recaps are what keep me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. keep me going. I'm like, please do another recap. <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it be? If he did a recap for Infinity where he's like, well, this is what you missed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you missed yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be funny. Oh. Wow. It just, the thing with the, the snap is it was kind of like nobody was safe. No, absolutely no. not. And there was no... It wasn't like you could fight it. Like, yeah. you were just gone. It's Spider-Man. Yeah. Little tiny little baby. Gone. Like, but, like, Iron Man not. Like, it was just, like, the mercilessness. Oh, yeah. I, it it was brutal. Wild. I, like. What's also wild is, like, they didn't just, like, drop dead. It's like they were never even there. Oh, exactly. Which is so wild. And I really want to know if one of them's going to come back and have any sort of consciousness about what happened. Or they get the time stone heard that. We are not even talking about Captain Marvel. I know we're not. I know. I know. It all relates, though. This is not a Captain Marvel podcast. Like, how are they even going to explain this? It's a timeline of See, I heard that what what ends up happening with all those people that die, their souls are in the soul stone. The, oh. On Thanos's oh, hand. What? And I've seen comics where Spider-Man's like the last person to get snapped because his body tries to fight it with his spidey sense. Mm-hmm. That's why he knows what's happening. Like he know he he's like Mr. Stark. I don't feel so good, and everyone's yeah. just starting to poof, 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 poof. Mm-hmm. And he's like the last person to go is because he's trying to fight it and he can't. Yeah. They, they, it is a comic and it shows him and he's like walking around inside the Soul Stone. Ooh. And he sees everyone, and they're and he's like, "Where are we?" Yeah. And and like he thinks it's like heaven, but um, I think Gamora's there, and she's like, oh. "We're inside the Soul Stone." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering if like that's if they break the Soul Stone, I, are they coming back? That yeah. That's what it is because like at least they're not alone. 
Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I really want to know what does Carol know? Does she know anything? Has this affected anything in whatever galaxy she's been in? This oh, whole absolutely. Time? She was uh, like, oh, so because like what if do she we knew think... what was going on, wouldn't she have shown up before he paged her? Well, here's the here's the thing I'm wondering. Is the entire time where's Fury? So she clearly, it's like she's answering the page. Yeah, that made me feel like she doesn't know anything about what's been going on since she left. Yeah, agreed. So my question is, what has Carol been doing from ninety five to twenty nineteen? Skincare wise, because she hasn't aged, I have no idea. Oh, absolutely not. No. Um, (laughs) so she all that radiation. She was trying to find the scrolls. She was trying to find the scrolls a new home. That was her whole mission. Was which, by the way, that whole like. Where you think turns. where you think that they're the enemies and they're really not Twists was like and, and like he sees his family for the first time, which by the way, like I was doing the math, he probably he didn't meet he met his daughter when she was an infant, and yeah. that was probably the first time he's ever saw like she's ever seen him. Yeah, and like yeah. with a memory. With a memory, yeah. yeah. Oh. And that's why like she's scared, and the mother's like, it's okay. And like mm. they hug, and I'm like, because it oh. happened over a course of six years, and she only looks like she's seven, six yeah, or seven. Um, but anyway, so Carol's whole thing is to find them a home, right? Because they are refugees. Because the Cree dis- decimated them because they won't submit to their rule. So for ten years, she's either been trying. Like we think that she found, she probably found them a home. Mm-hmm. Because you never hear about them ever again. Right. Um, I wonder Took out the if, supreme... Um, do you think they're... The artificial intelligence. Integrated in anywhere because they can take on any form? I thought that they were part of Xandar. I'll be honest, which yeah. is why I watched Guardians after watching Captain Marvel. Because I wanted to know why Ronan hated them so much. Yeah. Because he's like... He was going to kill a huge chunk of Earth just to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he didn't give a crap about us. Like, he was just like, oh, oh, the scroll, they're there, they're infesting them, we gotta wipe out this whole that? planet. Yeah. In Sam's mind, we are in <laughs> this Marvel Universe. We are, yeah. We yes. don't care about us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the humans. No, they, we're the Terrans. Aww. Yeah, he didn't care about us. Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> so, so she finds a home somehow destroys the Kree supreme supreme leader, which makes sense because if you watch Guardians and they're talking to one of their leaders, they're like, we don't have time for this. You figure it out. Which Mm -hmm. makes me think that something happened bad on the Kree home planet because they also got rid of Ronan. Like, he's no longer a part of the Kree. Right. Um, He's like an outcast. So I'm wondering what... And So then what's Carol been doing since all that? Since Guardians, since all this, like... Where has to the she point been? Where she probably doesn't know anything. She might going just on. be. Oh, I'm sorry. I just like, like played footsie with you. Fine. Just going through space, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of questions there, and yeah. a lot of questions with timeline movies where you've seen so much of a certain time, and it was all chronological, but all of a sudden you get this thing that was in the past, and like it connects so many things, but it also brings up a million new yeah. questions. Yeah, and you know what I also noticed? That bunker that they're in, where Pegasus is, mm-hmm. is the same bunker that they use in the first Avengers movie, where the Tesseract is held. Oh my gosh. Oh wait, that I literally now remember what I wanted to talk about. So you want to talk about the timeline the of the Tesseract? Tesseract. Well, yes, yeah. but my we when you said um, Pegasus, so Marvel's been gone for six years. Yes. Pegasus Why is it still, is going still on? there? There's still people working I... there. What's happening? What do they think oh, they're doing? Well, the What's thing is, on? I noticed this. Answer? Yes, I do because I rewatching it. Their jet engines are the Quinjets that Shield uses. 
just looking at their prototypes, all of sense. their, all their, and all their, like, Because um, Fury seemed to know what Pegasus was. Yes, he did. Because <laughs> she asked the barkeep at the bar of Ponchos. Even if he didn't know a ton about what was going on, because he clearly he wasn't knew. super high up yet. Yeah. But he, he knew, knew exactly, he knew exactly where the bunker was. Right, he knew He drove, he, he, he drove her there. He drove her there. Drove her. He drove her there. Um, but, uh, that bunker is where they keep the Tesseract, because that's what, um, Loki yeah, collapses. Yeah, has to be. Um, but you get a shot of when they're in the bunker of one of the one of the Quinjets, like the original models of the Quinjets. I, wow. You see it very, very briefly mm-hmm. when they're like going through the bunker when yeah. they're like trying to see everything. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that Pegasus ends up becoming S.H.I.E.L.D. Like he kind of incorporates it for his Avengers initiative. Yeah. Um, My question, too, is... He says, like, oh, like, this isn't enough for S.H.I.E.L.D. alone to do. Like, we mm-hmm. need, um, we need, uh, and that's when he comes up with the Avengers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So what was, and this is my own ignorance, what was S.H.I.E.L.D.'s prime directive before this? Because when they show up at the Blockbuster. They're like a Homeland They go security. to, like, arrest her like she's a normal person. They're like a Homeland Security. S.H.I.E.L.D. Thing. is something that was started by Peggy and yeah. Howard Stark. Mm-hmm. And for supernatural type things? Or it just is, for like Homeland Security? Well, it was, it stands for, S.H.I.E.L.D. stands for Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. So it was just anything that had to do with um, invading the homeland any but sort of like threat like aliens. it didn't have to be no and it, it wasn't it had nothing to do with aliens because sam jackson said that they didn't even believe in aliens right until he but saw how much one did they know about well like you look at like the super as far as the supernatural angle how much did they know about what happened with the red skull in world war Two mm-hmm. that would lead them to even think that there was anything supernatural even possible out there like that's like there was an in, the interesting angle with the, um the nazis um, having like a division, like a science, um, sci-fi, occult division was based on reality because the Nazis were super into the occult and like supernatural stuff and science and aliens and all that kind of stuff. Like they were on the forefront of all of that stuff. So I guess maybe you could argue that this was a division, but I mean, they didn't seem to know anything about that because Captain America and Bucky were the only ones that were there to see like, oh, he's actually like a mortal and he can take his skin off. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's what they were there for was just like a separate. Well, they 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 started Shield to combat Hydra, which was like the Nazis, the Nazis fake yeah. arm of you know yeah yeah, yeah. that of yeah. like the occult and sci-fi stuff. But then they really had, didn't have any activity for a long time. Until it was well, it started off as a top secret international organization, and Fury wasn't he had no idea who they were until Mm -hmm. he became like top brass in the CIA. So, Mm -hmm. Shield was like a step above the CIA for them, yeah, because he said he was a spy, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, I love that he mentioned Budapest. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, yes, (laughs) because everyone's like. What happened? Which, by the way, if they bring that up in the Black Widow movie about what happened in Budapest, I will, that'll be great. You and I remember Budapest if they could very just... differently. And then I love all the memes of Loki being like, tell me! Yeah. <laughs> they could just show us what happened. Oh, but then there would I'm be sure no they mystery. Will. <laughs> they probably, it'll be like a thing where it's like, 
like in all in in it's always sunny, they never mention the waitress's name, and the one time they say it, somebody turns the blender on. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be that kind of thing. Like, it'll be oh, or it'll be something like how we always wondered what happened in Nick Fury's eye, and it turned out it was a cat scratch. Like, yeah, it, it literally it's like that they like something stupid, like right. one of them tripped and like right. fell in a hole or something. It was nothing epic at all. It yeah, was or just... they were in like like a like a like an airsoft tournament, and that was like what the all the gunfire was reminding, and oh, that's why man. she was like, it's just like this, and he's like. You remember that very differently oh my because gosh. it was airsoft guns. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I like that idea. That's Maggie. a funny idea. Attention, Marvel. I'm writing an email right now. <laughs> Dear Marvel. Dear Marvel. Sincerely, my, Margaret. Marvel at gmail.com. That's probably their email address. <laughs> most likely. And that's yeah. going to go right that is to some, that is Mr. Some, Marvel. Yeah, that's some <laughs> fanboys, like some neck beard. That's like, oh my God. Somebody else wrote that. <laughs> Marvel at uh, Gmail. So anyways, Maggie, you had something really interesting you wanted to talk about. You wanted to talk about um, the timeline timeline of the Tesseract. Yes, I wanted to hash this out um, because, and now, like, do we need to take another break before I do this? How, what are we looking at time-wise? Uh, we're at 32 minutes. Of this segment? We need to take a break. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yep, Alright, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do a little tracking of the Tesseract to get ourselves situated and knowing where everything is before Endgame, um, and then we will wrap it up for this month. So stick with us. We'll be right back. What's up, geeks? Just want to remind you that we do have a Geekiverse store for all shirts that are geek. We have the Geek and Proud, Peace, Love, Prosper, Straight out of Arkham, and the Geek University tee if you like it simple and blocky like I do. Now, that's at thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com, or you can do it real simple. Go to the Geekiverse and click on the tab on the upper part of the webpage. It's real big. It's real easy to see. We thank you for supporting us, but for now, let's get to the show. Welcome back, and welcome to our new segment, um... <laughs> what? <laughs> we might need to start this one. Gonna be, no, no, I wanted it to be kind of like a tracking the Tesseract, like, I don't know, like, yeah. where in the world is the Tesseract? <laughs> Here it is. We are gonna tell you. Um, okay, so this is something that I kind of wish we'd done a while ago, and I wish I'd come up with this idea earlier. Um, but basically this is coming out of after seeing Captain Marvel, I was talking to one of my friends, not one of these friends, different friend. <laughs> Maggie has other friends. I have okay? other friends. Okay. Screw, screw you, Maggie. I have other sorry. friends. Um, so trying to figure out the timeline and the path of the Tesseract because I got very confused and I think I've got it figured out. But I want to hash this out with you guys. And then for anybody who's listening, that's kind of thinking like, yeah, you know what? I too am confused because it it bounces all over the place, but it obviously is at the center of everything. So, you know, that let's, (laughs) it starts. Do you want me to ask you a question? Um, No, like, so the Tesseract, like. In the world of the Avengers. Yes. Because I was about to be like, well, they f- they find it in the ocean with Captain America. Mm-hmm. Where is it before that? Not really sure. That's where I'm stuck. Yeah. So what is the Tesseract? Can you let us, for those who don't know what it is, so what is it's it? So a, it's an energy core that powers or can give power to pretty much anything. Um, and it ends up being kind of like at the center it's at the center of every Marvel everything. Yeah. Um, even if they don't really talk about it, it's there. It's powering something, or it's powering something that they're after, or it's powering somebody, or there's a piece of it powering something. And the Tesseract itself is like a 
shell. It's a shell holding of, that's holding um, the Infinity Stone. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which we don't really find out until later on. Yeah, no, because <laughs> we always it's just this like square, but um, I mean it's what powers. So we don't find. So is it Hydra that finds it the first time? All right, here's the question. Okay, the first time that we see it. Is that in the Avengers? Yes. So the first time we see it is in the Avengers. No. No, no, no. no. The first time we see it is in Captain America. Oh, yes. It's yes. In, it's the original Captain America. Because that's what's it. powering Hydra's weapons. Yes. So the que- so Hydra is the one. They got it from somewhere. Because mm-hmm. that obviously takes place before Captain Marvel. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the question is, where did Hydra get it? But we'll co- we'll circle back to that. So then Hydra has it. Crash lands with Captain America after he takes it into the ocean then they find it um stark senior right howard yes howard thank you finds it when they find pull him out of the ocean yes so it's in shield's possession not necessarily fury's possession but somebody and it's in shield's possession mm-hmm. one could surmise that they give it to marvell in the in the building of Pegasus. Or she finds it. I mean, they could just have never said that she was with them when they pulled out Cap. Right. She's affiliated yeah. somehow with with um, S.H.I.E.L.D. Even if it was before it was technically S.H.I.E.L.D. Or whatever. She's affiliated with them. Okay, so... So then they give it to her, and she's using it to power her light speed things. <laughs> and then it ends up in the cat. Well, no, it is, yeah, we'll see. It was, um, she was, she used a part of the Tesseract to power the Lightspeed engine. Yes. Which, But the uh, rest of it. Care, which she was hiding, she was hiding, which she was hiding on her ship. Yes. In Earth's gravity. And right. when it blows up, is that, that's where So that's Carol why Carol didn't die, because she was only, it was, it wasn't like the whole force It of wasn't the, the whole thing, it was just a little portion of the power mm-hmm. of it. It was enough to yeah. power the ship. It seems crazy so, that a human can absorb that, but According at the same to time, yeah. the films, she clearly I was, just, was a stronger than average human. But yeah. yeah. So the thing that we're missing is that in Captain America, when you first watch the movie, they talk about the Tesseract in glyphs. It shows the Idrisil tree and it shows Odin. Odin brings the Tesseract to Earth. And I don't know if it was to hide it. Ooh, but he brings it here. It. It, goes, oh. it goes, the Tesseract was brought to Earth well, by Odin they... centuries ago. In the film, Red Skull finds a Tesseract and uses its power to create weapons for Hydra before he is defeated by Captain well, America. Well, probably because in Odin's mind, like, humans are nowhere near as powerful as them, so they could not do anywhere near as much damage as somebody on Maybe their level. Maybe Odin was true. hiding it on Earth to get it away from Hela. Yeah, probably. That's a good it, point. It could be, but... That also doesn't make sense because in Ragnarok, she didn't care about the Tesseract. And it was on Asgard. What if she didn't know what it was? She did. She knew. She knew what the Infinity Gauntlet was. She shoved it away and was like, this is fake. That just was not her focus. It wasn't. Obviously, no, it wasn't. Well, she, yeah. So then, okay, so then on Earth, Hydra gets it, blah, blah, Captain America, na, 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 na. Yeah, so they're saying Marvel. that it was in, when Howard pulled it out of the ocean with Cap, it was in government possession, because right. he was a member of S.H.I.E.L.D., right. so it was in S.H.I.E.L.D.'s yeah. possession, so then and that's how Marvel gets it. Yeah, yeah, and the cat swallows it. So okay, then the cat throws it up onto Nick Fury's desk. What does he do with it? He brings it to the bunker. Yes. He brings it to the bunker, and uh. that's when Loki 
finds it. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, I mean, who knows? The cat could have puked that up immediately after the events of whatever, or it could have we been... Because n- we never see It still looks like again. 1995 really when it happened. make it seem like it's after the snap because his office is empty and you hear sirens outside, and that's what Jeff um, and I first thought, and then we both were like, wait a minute, no, no. it's not possible. Um, yeah, it's listen, not possible. Listen, I don't think that he was in the same tiny little office... Well, that too. Six years later. Right. And it still looked like 95. The same decor. Like, it just, yeah. the way that they I set think, it up yeah. made it seem like that, and then I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. So the cat throws it up, he takes it to the bunker, Loki, okay, yeah, Loki, Loki has it. Yeah, Well, no. What's his face? The scientist is work doing stuff with it. But he was being controlled by Loki. By Loki. Yeah. Yeah, it was stolen Loki by Loki. goes in, steals it. Okay. Yeah. So then... Loki uses it a portal for the Chitari to attack Earth. Yes. Yes. So then, after that, then where does it go? It goes to Asgard. Thank you. Okay, yes. so it's at Asgard doing the thing, because they're like, it'll be safe up here. And it is safe there until Ragnarok. Right. Because Loki takes it. Right. Ugh. And then they are boarded by Thanos and his goons, because <sighs> yeah. he's after the... <laughs> Infinity Stone, which Loki, no one like, knew it had so an Infinity much. Stone inside of it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I love him so much, but he, you know, could have helped by not stealing mm-hmm. just once. I mean, honestly, if he had left it on Asgard, the snap would have never happened because... Um, well, they w- he would have gotten it regardless. I think Thanos would have gotten it. It just might have changed the timeline a little bit. No, I don't think he would have gotten it at all because yeah. Hela destroyed the Asgard was destroyed. Oh. I'm saying if Loki would have left it oh. on Asgard, it would have gotten destroyed Do when you Asgard think got destroyed. It would have been destroyed because being an infinity stone, it is a lot harder to destroy than most I think things. it would have well, been yeah, destroyed because Scarlet Witch that was in what's in Vision's head. Mm-hmm. She was able to destroy it. I know it's yeah, possible, but it, wasn't but it like seems easy. like yeah. Mm-hmm. So would it have just existed beyond Asgard or <laughs> I think it would have gotten destroyed. Like the mm-hmm. entire planet went kapoop. I'm right. I'm pretty sure that uh, the stone would have went that way. <laughs> and too. all of their relics. <laughs> That's made my brain hurt. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a confusing topic for sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so now we're here. And it's in, he shattered it. There's the infinity stone inside. Um, which, it, it's a space stone. Yeah, That's I the say, one. I keep, one I keep forgetting it? it. I keep thinking yeah. it's the power stone, but it's the space the stone. Blue, the blue yeah, one. Yeah, it's okay. the blue one. Which, like, what is that? Well, you can bend time and space. You can't open. You, that's how like Loki could open the portal. Yes, it opens. It, it it's a. Let's just look it up, shall we? Because it's confusing. Because they have the reality stone, which can make different things happen in your reality. Like right. when Star Lord goes to shoot Thanos, it turns into a, a bubble gun. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he was able, or he made um, nowhere look like it was completely inhabited. Yeah. Right. And then he used the stone, and it was completely decimated. Yeah. Um. What is, um, uh, what? <laughs> okay, so, back. He has so t- time stone. Time stone. Okay, that's okay, what I thought. Okay, so let me hear. I looked That's it up. the big mistake that they made, is not destroying the time stone. That would be the first one I destroy so that Thanos can't go back in time and undo every single thing that you do. Well. Also, they should have gone for his head. Yeah, I know, I which know. Which he literally Thor, says. Yeah. And he would have, which was, I was like, you almost killed him. You could have yeah. killed him. Like, at that point, Thor was as strong as Thanos, mm-hmm. and he didn't have any stones. So what does that say about Thor? Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, no. I Well, the thing is, they couldn't kill the time stone because um, uh, Cumberbatch used it to see into the future. Well, and, and he, he found, could see that this yeah. was the way. Yeah. Which is wild. Mm-hmm. There was only one 
outcome or whatever. Well, uh, there's like a million different outcomes and there's only one in which they win. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Yep, yep, yep. So the space stone is, in the comics, it's purple. But in... Oh, yeah, in the, the MC, it's blue. In the MC, it's blue. And it allows the user to exist in any location. Oh, Move wow. any object anywhere throughout reality. Warp or rearrange space. Teleport themselves and others. Increase their speed and alter the distance between objects contrary to the laws of physics at full potential. Oh, yeah. Sorry. There was a period there. At full potential, <laughs> the space gem grants the user uh, omnipotence. Wow. Or omnipresence. Oh. Sorry. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. So it is... Fantastic. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good one. Wow. Like, You're canceled. It's like when you all laughed at my terrible... <laughs> <laughs> Full wow. circle. So now, okay, so then Captain Marvel will be her, like... She has... She has the power she has from a Infinity portion. Stone. Of the power of that infinity stone. <laughs> Can I just point out that I So Googled... now, here's a question. When that stone... Let's assume they destroy the stones. Let's assume that yeah. that's where this goes, and yeah. not that they just take them back. Let's mm-hmm. assume they destroy them. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens, because they'll be like, this is what happens when we don't destroy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does she lose Too her power? power? No, because she didn't get her... She only got a portion of the power. I feel like she had already lost her power since... Oh, you mean... It, uh, I don't know. If they destroyed the actual source of it? Um, I feel like it went into her. Like, it's not part of the stone anymore. It, it's like, part of it's her. It's like when it, when it bounces off of things. Like, it ends up... Yeah. She's the host of that power now. Yeah. Well, that's what they say, too, is they can see that she absorbed it. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's why she was still alive. And I just, not that it just, like, blasted through her like it was inside of her. Yeah, and I, because I thought that when it showed her being able to absorb the power, almost like Peter absorbed the power of the power stone mm-hmm. um, at the end of Guardians. Yeah. And he, they said he was Terran, but he was also a different creature. Yeah. I thought that maybe... Carol was also not fully human. Like she was able to. That there was something. There was something there else has inside to her. Be. I mean, but we don't really know anything about her parents. Like you see her dad a little bit. They mentioned that she doesn't get along with her parents. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that it really wasn't an origin. Story. It really wasn't, and yeah. that's what I liked about it. She already had, had her powers when we met her. They had the yeah. origin of how she got her powers, and the origin of how she like got her it like mental strength and all of that. Of her like relationship with Shield, because this movie, in all honesty, was just a setup for Endgame. It yes. wasn't a, a moment by moment of her life. It was right. like they showed the important part and they left a little bit to the imagination. Mm-hmm. Which, as we said, it was cool how they did it because we, we were piecing together her past the same way that she was. Right. And then in, like, the, in, like real time. Can I just uh, point out that I googled the Infinity Stones just to look at each one. And, like, yeah, I am too. Was. Yeah. And like I clicked on Space Stone and it says like current location inside the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> current owner, Thanos. Previous owners, Red Skull, Howard Stark, Heimdall, Loki, Thor, Odin, S.H.I.E.L.D. Like it just has this whole list. Like it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. current owner. Like it's That's a car. Funny. <laughs> oh my God. The funny thing is, is that reading up on like all of these like Infinity the Stones. Yeah, I, want, I want the car facts on these Infinity yeah. Stones. I want the stone. I want facts, to know how please. many miles it's traveled, how many light years, and all of its previous. You know, has it ever been into an that. accident before? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, accidents. Has it caused accidents? <laughs> but it's really funny because, like, all of these stones, they all pretty much almost do the same thing. 
like in a way in a way like yeah. it's like different ways of saying things so if people were like oh i got a loophole it's, it's like just kidding we made a stone for yeah. that different yeah. ways of just like controlling the reality and the world around you mm-hmm. yeah. because mm-hmm. controlling reality is you can say that for going back in time and changing what happened. You can say that for changing the location that you're currently in. You can say that for literally yeah. anything that these do. The power stone, you're changing reality when you suddenly have more power than you had 30 right. seconds ago. Yep. So, um, yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, kind this has been a very in-depth discussion. I did not expect it to go in this direction, but I'm not upset about it. I'm not either. I actually did. I, this is what I thought <laughs> we were going to do. We cracked it open wide. We well, did. that's what Captain Marvel did, and that's what Marvel does in general. Um, mm-hmm. And we needed a warm-up to mm-hmm. Endgame, so right. like this time next month we're going to be talking about Endgame, which is so crazy to me. Oh, I'm so excited. So does that mean we're not going to have an, um, an episode in between this and Endgame? Because well, Endgame's in April, isn't it? 26th, the end of April. Oh. On my birthday. Okay. Okay, well then, yeah, you're right. We'll Research probably have buttons. an episode in between. Yeah. Um, Which will probably be Countdown to Endgame, let's be honest. What are we going to talk about? I know, we don't know. I mean, there's yeah. something big coming out the end of April. Who knows? <laughs> Whatever we talk about, it won't yeah. be important. Because we'll just be thinking be about like, Endgame yeah, I know. Marvel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, okay. So, yeah, um... April 26th. So, yeah, we're going to need to come up with something in between. Oh, we will. Oh, it yeah. I, I'm, we will. Yeah. I'm not that concerned about it. <laughs> no, um, neither. All right, guys. Well, this is super fun. Um, before we go, we need to do another <laughs> one of my favorite new segment, which we need to come up with, like, a fun little thing for it, but it's... <laughs> How are you wasting your time this month? <laughs> I think that's fun enough. Like, yeah. that is that is the segment. <laughs> All right. Well, Sammy, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, how are you wasting your time this month? How am I wasting my time? Uh, binge watching TV shows on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I finally did finish The Punisher, by the way, nice. the second season. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Ended up not hating it. You're like, just power through it. I'm like, mm, baby, I'm doing it. Yeah. No, it was, <laughs> it was really good. I enjoyed it. And I'm so depressed that they cancel all those TV shows. Oh, don't even... And then I guess, like, according to all the geeks I've been talking to, you have to, Disney has to wait two years before mm-hmm. they can actually rerun them and get all the rights back. Yep. If they change any of the casting for any of those TV shows, I will burn Disney to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, but all right. I know, good luck. I, I love too many of the things that they do to actually right. do that. Yeah. Um, but I also just recently finished binge-watching Umbrella Academy. Ooh, which is it's, awesome. it's very good which is based on the comics of the same name by uh my chemical romance is uh, gerard way yes mm-hmm. yes and i think gabriel Law, i think is the illustrator gerard was the one who wrote the story and uh-huh. the other guy um drew um it's very good casting is superb i love all the people that they cast in all the roles mm-hmm. Um, it's about, uh, these kids who are born on the exact same, everything is, for some reason this year, I don't know, 1989 is a very popular year (laughs) because they're all born October 1st, 1989. Oh, All these kids, like, it says, like, all these women suddenly get pregnant and give birth. that morning. That morning, yeah, Yeah, it's like one of the trailers that they talk about. And they all give birth and this guy goes through and adopts seven of them. And they become, like, and they all have powers, and they become this, like, fighting force. And all their powers are unique. Sort of like the X-Men. Like, not yeah. not one person has the same power. Mm-hmm. But it's more about this dysfunct family. 
because the guy who was raising them, he wasn't like a loving father. He was like a general. Like he like was very uh, strict and he had mm. set rules and they had to do things at a certain time and how he had them explore their powers wasn't very like nice to them. Like these were kids and he was like like the one kid Klaus, he has the power to commune with the dead. He can talk to them. He, like, he's 13. He locks them in a crypt for, like, eight hours. Like, and as a kid, that's trauma. Exactly. Like, a lot of these these kids have baggage because of how horrible that they're... I'm 25 and I would be terrified. Exactly. That's so upsetting. Um, But it's it's really good because you, um, they're all brought together. Like, they all come back together after, I think it's, like... They're in their thirties now, so it's mm. like after like 10, 10 years, they are all they're all coming back together mm-hmm. because of their father's death, and they find out that an apocalypse is happening in a couple days, and they have to figure out how to stop it. Wow! And it's it's really really good. Sounds epic. Yeah, <laughs> and they have um, the Mary J. Blige is in this, and I oh, had heck no, yeah. I had no idea she was in this show at all until. I was on Netflix and I saw a picture of her and I'm like, Mary Jane, is that you? And then I'm watching the opening credits of it and she, they were, they had her in it. And I'm like, since when? <laughs> like, I was like, this is fantastic. I've never heard about this. Yeah. Nice. Um, but the story, the storytelling is done very well. Um, everything about it is really, really good. I, I binge watch it so much that. Phil, my husband, started binge-watching it. I was like, it has 10 episodes, and I, I'm pretty sure they're going to have a couple more seasons. Yeah. But um, I was on episode 8, and he's like, I think I'm going to start watching it. So he started watching <laughs> it on his phone in the bedroom, so we weren't like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's how I've been wasting my time. Nice. <laughs> you have to sing it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie? It's my turn? It's your turn. Okay. So... I'm still working on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah! Loving it. I'm up to season four now, which the last time we did this, I had started like a week previous to it, so I'm doing pretty well. You're doing great. Wow, yeah. I'm I'm the queen of binging (laughs) this show right now. Um, Also, I finally got myself back into reading again, which is something that I love to do but never make time for, and I'm currently reading Every Day by David Levithan. Mm -hmm. It's such a weird concept. You guys have to, like, I don't even know. Listen to this. It is this person who every single day of their life wakes up in someone else's body. Oh, interesting. it's a different person every single day. So even from the very beginning, they don't identify with a body and a family and a life. And it's somewhere else in the U.S. every single day. And it's just like ridiculous because they have they can like access memories from this person's life but they're not really them so like the person checks out for a day and this one's there like doesn't even have a name or like a family or anything and just is in someone else's body and like subconscious every day yeah and like the story starts in like the 6,000th day of this person's life oh they're like 16 years old or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost yeah. at the 6,000th day. And they meet someone that like shakes their whole reality. And they mm-hmm. keep trying to get back to that person through all of the different people that they're like inhabiting. And it's ridiculous. Huh. That's it's crazy! There's a there's a sequel that just came out and when I'm done with this one I'm going to binge that too. Yeah. Can you binge a book? Is that what it is? Yes. Means? Okay. Yeah, you totally can. <laughs> Alright, well <laughs> that is how I'm wasting my time. Interesting. <laughs> um, Alright guys, so... 
How have you been listen, wasting your time? Crime show. I was no, say, listen, guys. No, podcast. if we get Maggie on, like, on what she's been watching and it's crime, we're gonna be here for another half. Okay, hour. Okay, but listen, <laughs> there's something else that happened to me <laughs> and for me this month that has just pushed everything else in my life aside. You guys, the Jonas Brothers are back. <laughs> Was not expecting wow. that. And I, I just have to say, I don't think <laughs> I have ever been more filled to the brim with joy than I am. There's so many sexual right now. And with everything you're saying. But I mean it in the purest way possible. That's just not what I thought I they know. were going to say. Well, you know what? I didn't expect for them to come at me like that on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon. That's and then they're what like, she said. By the way, here's a new song. Here's a video. We're going to be on James Corden for a week. Oh, We've been wow. working on a documentary for a year and a half. We've got a full album recorded. We just didn't tell anybody. They didn't anything. tell anybody. That's insane. So honestly, for the last two weeks, I've been pretty much just like taking in Jonas Brothers content on the internet because it's been so funny and has been nothing but positive. I have not seen a single tweet or post or anything of people being like, ugh, the Jonas Brothers. Like, the overwhelming internet community is just like, <laughs> this is what where we need to be going as, in the world. they're so pure and so good. It's so fun. And, like, you know, obviously they're not, like, wearing the purity rings anymore. Like, they're adults and, like, married and stuff. But it's just, like, it's just so fun because everyone is just, like, so happy. And, like, their <laughs> whole thing with James Corden is they've been on this. They were on his show for a week straight. Mm-hmm. Um, he had, like, other guests, too, but they were always there, like, doing things. He had a whole thing of, like, that he was the one that got them back together, that he was like, I haven't been happy since 2013. And he starts listing off all the great things about 2013, and then his, like, um, like assistant or whoever was like, yeah, but you also remember in 2013 the Jonas Brothers broke up. And he's like, yeah, that's true. And then he's like, he gets this look on his face, and then they, they cut to, like, a temple in India and they show Nick like meditating <laughs> and he puts a bag over his head. Like he shows up and puts a bag over his head and takes him away. Then they go to Hollywood um, and they show Joe like getting a tattoo and then like um, James like pushes aside the tattoo artist because Joe's got his eyes closed because he's getting a tattoo and it hurts and then he like puts a bag over his head and takes him. <laughs> then they go to Kevin's house in New Jersey because he's like just living like a normal person with his family and he's like guys come on dinner's ready and Kevin opens the fridge and then James is inside of his fridge oh, no. and That's it's great. like hi! <laughs> like puts a bag over his head and he ties the three of them up and like makes them get back together is like he's forcing them yeah, to get fantastic. back together. They do like a carpool karaoke and, like, that's really fun. They do all these, like, games. Um, they hook them all up to a lie detector and start asking them questions. Oh, like, um, like they ask Kevin, like, um, do you blame Nick for breaking up the band? And Kevin's like, no. And then the guy that's doing the lie detector, who's taking it super seriously because he's, like, a real person <laughs> that does this for a living, he's just like, that's a lie. <laughs> it's, like, so funny. So it's just been very fun. Um... So yes, that's been how I've been wasting that my time. But no, life. there's there's other things too. So obviously, talk about crime really crime quick, show. really quick. So I was talking to the girls in the break about Paul Holes, who's the investigative, the investigator that pretty much along with a slew of other people, but he was like the guy. He's kind of like the face of the Golden State Killer investigation for the last twenty years. Obviously, they caught him in I think April of 2018. So it's been almost a year. Um, but he's been all over the place doing a lot of stuff because he's since retired from law enforcement, but he goes to crime con and he's writing a book and he's been all kinds of podcasts and TV shows. Cause he's like a super cop and he's extremely intelligent and obviously has a lot to offer. He was working really closely with Michelle McNamara, 
the writer that was married to Patton Oswalt, that she passed away, but she was writing a book on the Golden State Killer. She passed away before they caught him, um, but they were working really closely together, along with this investigative reporter, Billy Jensen. Well, now, this will be more like how I'm going to be wasting my time in April, because... <laughs> um, so My Favorite Murder, which is a true crime podcast, they've started their own podcast network called Exactly Right Network. Because that's something they say all the time. They always say, that's exactly right. They say it all the time. So that's what they, that's what they name their network. That's like how we're that's under fantastic. it's a thing media. Yes, exactly. Because so they always say it's They had a lot of podcasts that like were like their friends' podcasts or other ones they were on. And they've just umbrellaed yeah. them under their own network. Well, now their first new like original podcast is going to be Paul Holes and Billy Jensen doing like a... Um, podcast about solving crimes with DNA yeah. with um, citizen detectives like online sleuths social media like crowdsourcing solving crime Ooh, kind of like that tie in between like everyday citizens and their computers and law enforcement and like how it can work but also like the things to not do mm-hmm. um, and like solving crimes that way it's really because like of how much like the landscape of crime solving has changed Yeah. so I'll definitely be wasting my time doing that and then really quick <laughs> I am reading a book completely not to do with crime um, Did you say you're writing? I'm reading a book. Oh, I was like, you're writing a I'm book? Writing a book. No, I'm reading I mean, a book. it's also awesome that you're also reading. But. I'm reading a book. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading a book. Um, so this is nothing awesome. to do with crime or the Jonas Brothers. Um, this is completely, totally out How of my realm. So it's called, you. and if you're somebody who's super interested in like sociology and like that kind of stuff, it's called the Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about a guy that... Um, he well he he's telling the story of like his life but it's also in the backdrop of like Appalachia and white working class America and like the poor lower class like almost like the white trash like trailer park not to malign people of trip but like you know what I'm talking about Appalachia the poorest region of the United States and how they came to be that way and why they are still that way and but he's telling it through the story of his own life and it's really it's it's a really interesting like commentary on like society and politics and like the economy and like why all these hillbillies that were once in the south are now all in like the Ohio River Valley and like how they ended up there and like what's happened to that region of the country but he's telling it through, like, the story of his own life. So it's really interesting because he's a really good writer. Yeah. He was, like, in the military. He went to Harvard. No one in his family even went to college. And then he went to Harvard. Um, and he's very young. Like, he's only, like, in his... Th- he maybe is 40 at this point. But when he wrote this book, he was only in, like, his mid-30s. Um, so the book is kind of, like, a break for me from all my other weird stuff that I'm yeah. into. Because it's still extremely interesting. But it's so far from what I normally, like, get into. Yeah. Um... So if you're into, like, history and, like, sociology and, like, that kind of stuff, it's a super good book. It's it's hysterical, like, because his family members are, like, TV characters. <laughs> um, so that's how I'm wasting my time this month. Okay. <sighs> Guys, right. this is, like, the longest episode we've had in a really long time. In a really time. long really time, is. but I think it flowed really well. I'm not I upset about it. I'm not so either. We got into it so hard. So if you're still listening, thank you so much, everybody. <laughs> We're sorry. Thank you so much. For listening. This was a coffee and Girl Scout cookie field podcast. Yes. Yep. And Mighty Taco. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Mighty. We'd like to thank our sponsors. We'd like Mighty to thank Taco. our sponsors today, Mighty Taco. Um, No, they're not our sponsors, but can you imagine? That, that'd be... Can no. you... Imagine. I would love that. My waistline would not. No. Yep, same. <laughs> Sammy, where can we find you on social media? Only on one place because I'm a bum, and that is Instagram, and it's at Little Beans and Taco Cat. 
Jamie? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jamie Lynn Leroy. And you can find me on Instagram at Maggie and Laura on Twitter at Mag Loricella. You can find the Geekiverse at the Geekiverse on all social media except Twitter, where we are still at the underscore Geekiverse, unfortunately. Um, so follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Do we still have a Twitch? We have a Twitch. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, kind of. Um, uh, obviously, geekiverse.com for all of your geeky needs. We're going to have a lot of end game coverage, obviously, as we get closer. Oh, absolutely. Um, if you need to refresh your memory, leading up to Infinity War, Josiah did a really great um, kind of rundown of all of the Marvel movies up until that point. Just to So if you are feeling like, oh, I feel like I don't remember a lot of stuff, I would really recommend going back and checking out that series. I for the life of me, can't remember the name of it, what he called it. Wasn't it Countdown to Infinity War? Maybe. Was it that simple? Am I making this more complicated than it needs to be? Probably. Maybe. But either way, it was. it's extremely helpful. It's a really good resource if you need... Um, and I'm not just, like, blowing smoke up his ass because he runs this. I mean that genuinely. <laughs> um, you need offense of that. <laughs> no, it's fine. I think we can say that. Um, anyways, so thank you guys so much for listening. Check out all the other podcasts on the Geekiverse Network. Um, Geeks... Got Game, um, The Walking Carpet, which is our Star Wars podcast. I feel like I have to say that every time. Like, it's not obvious what that's about. I actually, and this is, like, really embarrassing, had no idea why he named it Walking Carpet. And then I was like, it hit me one day, and I was like, oh, my God, they called Chewbacca the Walking Carpet. There it is. And I was like, oh, man. And I can't even believe I'm actually, like, admitting this. (laughs) Oh, and the memory machine, too, which I definitely need to mention because we definitely plug them and promo them. We absolutely do. Um, (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I, for Sammy and Jamie, I am Maggie, and we will catch you on the flippity flip. Bye.